speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! I think so, he maybe just goes back and listens to it and then cuts off anything that's just absolute devil. Like, that's what I was made in the note. Well, one thing that's made clear, Burnsy, is that you don't even listen to our own podcast. <laughs> I usually just download them and then they never listen. I know what we say, so why would I listen to it again? <laughs> I don't yep. even download it. Well, they're like kind of going it back, like using it, like a uh, football team goes in and analyzes the previous game's performance to see things they can improve on. No, to be fair, it's what I used to, what I would used to do is when I was driving it to work, but I would put it on in the car, but then because I didn't drive to work anymore, then. Can I just say that's, that's a lie because we started this when you worked for him, so you've never drove to work while we've done this. Aye, but I mean, no. <laughs> no, I stopped digging me That's because. Uh, <laughs> no, a few times I have been in the office. I mean, like once we used to go in like once a month, but that's died down, and I'm quite glad. So now I don't listen to it. I hope it's died down. Otherwise, you're going to a completely different workspace. <laughs> that's true. I can't even get into the building now, so I'd just be going and sitting outside. <laughs> I've got an image of you adjusting to life, working from home by getting up in the morning, going out, getting the car, driving about, then <laughs> coming back to be in the office at home. <laughs> No, no, I just literally wrote my bed, like physically wrote my bed and just like basically crawl to a workstation and then turn the laptop on. So much better getting up like 10 minutes before you're supposed to start instead of an hour and a half. It's quite bad though, it's like, because I'm the same, like I can see, like, I'll set I'll set my alarm for let's say 20 minutes before I start at 8, but then I'll just lie in my bed until 2 minutes to 8 and then I'll turn my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the thrill of the deadline, I'm the exact same thing, everything gets left to the last minute. The fill of the deadline, that's what it is. It's hard. Our generation are fucked, eh? That's what's up with all of us. Look at us, we all love to stay in bed to the last minute for no reason. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's freezing, but... Do you, say, do you tell yourself lies the night before? I tell myself lies, so I'll set my alarm for half an hour earlier than I normally do. I'm like, I'm going to get up and like be productive tomorrow and like get up early. No, I do is just cancel that alarm as soon as it goes off in the morning. I don't right, know. And if you do get up, you just end up endlessly scrolling on your phone, but it's like, oh shit. Do you stay a hang out? You'll, you kind of get up at like an odd minute. You'll see if it's like 22 minutes past, like, <laughs> or past 20 past. I need to get up at half past now. Aye. I always increments of five. So if I'm like 21, I'll go, right, I'll do it 25. And then it gets to 56, and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> this is, are you really need to get up? And I'm like, right, okay, 58. Like, oh, you can safely say I didn't do that at all. I think yours are just weird. Uh, no, I sort of get it. You give yourself like little extras. You're like, right, okay, I've got yeah. twelve minutes. I've got twelve minutes of a wait till the hour. There's Remember one of When you go, I was just going to say, I know that one of one of our pals, Harvey, he used to like set like I'm not joking about fifteen alarms, and his reason would be is so that when you'd wake up at say six, you would know you've still got an hour, hour and a half in your bed. Oh, they just have interrupted sleep. Absolutely pointless. <laughs> Dave does that. Well, I'm sure he did when we worked in the office, but I'm sure he used to do that. I never, ever understand people that do that. 
It's a good feeling if you wake up like early and you've still I, got that I, amount of time, but I wouldn't want to I, do it. I wouldn't want to intentionally do it. <laughs> I, on that thing, you've got to be going to your bed at the end 10 o'clock night before to still make sure you're getting a decent eight hours sleep. I never get eight hours, so I, I'm, I get about six and a half every night, but I'm fine I, with that. I, I think the last time I got eight hours. I'm a six, I'm a five to six hour sleeper, and that's when I function best. If I sleep longer than that, I'm too tired. God, that's the most boring opening we've probably ever had. The opposite, though, to your nice feeling of waking up and it's like knowing you've still got a couple of hours left is when you wake up and it's like two minutes till your alarm. Oh, aye, that's okay, the one. You're, you're just dreaming and hoping that you've got another hour left. And it's like, no, you've got two minutes. Like, fuck. Absolutely. I do try and have that extra two hours. I try and put myself back to sleep for two minutes. Hey, I just saw that. Yeah, <laughs> 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 they last sleep. Anyway, we should talk about films. Well, we had this uh, ginger elephant in the room. Um, not well. So get well soon, Kyle. Um, it's not the same without you. You're gonna. We always seem to go yeah. wildly off track when Kyle's not here, and the, we talk about too much shit, and he doesn't. He's not here to bring us back in order. So this will be fun, mm-hmm. uh, especially since we're going to talk about Corey Feldman and Michael Jackson and Hollywood pedophile things a lot tonight. So that'll be good. As a uh, podcast about Hollywood pedophilia, rudely interrupted by some scoring of a film that we've all watched. <laughs> That's essentially it. Uh, who's going to take notes and names for the podcast? Who's who could you could type on that you've got a keyboard in front of you. <laughs> I can type, can you? You know, none of you is able to do that, no. You make it sound as if you're fingerless. I'll open up my sticky notes and make a note of anything that comes to mind. Your sticky notes. <laughs> uh, it was actually... I'm, I'm, I'm horrendous at that stuff. What, typing? <laughs> no, taking, taking names of podcast names. To be fair, Kel's, surely Kel's going to have to... Kel's going to listen to this back, surely, to make sure we've no said in that ridiculous. That should really be Kel's job for just bailing on us. Kel never listens to it. He puts music at the start, puts music at the end, and posts it. That's it. <laughs> um, we could say whatever the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. He won't even know. Although I think he actually listens on like some of us. I don't think Sean's ever listened to a single one of these. Uh, uh, oh, I've listened, maybe not all the way from bits and bobs, but... He just listens to himself back and makes sure that he sounds good and does the care about the rest of us. I think the ones I have is the ones I've not been on. Oh, I'm the same. <laughs> I, can't, I hate the sound of my own voice. I, I don't know how to listen to my voice. Yeah. Here, Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with dementia. Oh. That's a shame. Take us down. Frontotemporal dementia. FTD. So I'd actually read a thing about him recently that he's had an issue for years. We like remembering these lines and all that. Aye, aphasia, aphasia, is it called or something? Yeah. I can't pronounce it. But aye, because they came out with that. I'm sure we spoke about that. But then they've just, his family just announced today that he's been diagnosed with this frontotemporal dementia. Shame. 67, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. The only 67? Aye. He's looked in his 60s my whole life. I've always feel like he's looked really old. Um, cheerful way to start. Cheerful way to start. We've got loads of cheerful topics to talk about as well. But uh, Kyle picked this, and he's not here to tell us why. Um, <laughs> so we're, the movie we're going to talk about is Stand by Me, based on the Stephen King 
short story, The Body, which is excellent. Um, who has not seen this before? Me. Obviously. Have you seen it, Sean? Many, many, many years ago. Uh, so, like, if, like, before I watched it, again, I probably couldn't tell you I'm a, a lot about it, but I remember bits and bobs for my younger years. I hated this when I was younger. You hated it? Yeah. Oh, expand. Tell us more. Why did you hate it when you were younger? Well, I can't really remember why. I just, I don't know, I just never really liked it. I, can, I, can just, I just always remember not liking it, but I, I'm, I'm not really sure why. I'm sure you guys can think of like a film or something that you watched in your, in your younger years that you just never went back to and you just had it in your head that you didn't like it. And how did it feel when you did go back to it? That was all, it was good, that, wasn't it? But I don't think it was outstanding. It's a, it's a nice wee story. I think it relies a lot on the... What's the right word for this? Sorry, my head's, I've got fucking brain fog because I've no longer woke up. Uh, there's a word I'm looking for here. It relies a lot on the fact that it's like kids smoking and swearing and all that. Like, is this like a shock factor? Just... I, I don't know. I guess in terms of there's a lot of juvenile just jokes and that, that was what was keeping it going throughout it, Sean. It's like, so it's, it starts off with them in like a wee treehouse. Three of them before the fourth one comes up and they're smoking and that. And they're what, about, I don't know, 12, 13 or something like that. And they're swearing and it's like, oh, fucking hell, look at these kids smoking a fag and all that. And it just continues the whole way through the film. And they are just little fucking assholes. I look like one. Uh- I do not like, like see when they uh, oh, fucking was it the car lot or, or like the a scrapyard yeah the scrapyard the wee specky boy was you know a big licks and all that because his dad was getting slagged off and he was what to fight a fully grown man who had an aggressive dog with him like we on we've all walked past we idiots in the street like that like local tears you just want to smash them that you can <laughs> <laughs> You're twice the size of them and three times the age of them. I fucking hate we assholes at that. And maybe when I watched this when I'm my younger years, I was maybe scared of people like that, so that's why I didn't like it. But fuck me. They're just horrible, horrible wee bastards. I, I didn't care for one of them in the, the film at all. Uh, I actually forgot Kiefer Sutherland was in this. I love Kiefer Sutherland too, but how young does he look in this as well? This is what 80. Is this 89? Aye, late 80s, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this and like, the Lost Boys mm-hmm. is like no much between them, eh? Aye. It's very close. Uh, I was going to say, Justin, your point before we move on, do you not think this does a really good job of, because this is about those wee dicks, your local wee neighbourhood wee arseholes, right? Mm-hmm. But I was a bit of a wee arsehole when I was young, so I can sort of relate. And I think this film does a really good job of explaining why they're all wee arseholes. Like, the wee specky guy, he's obviously got an abusive dad who's mental and he's tried to fucking burn his ear off. And mm-hmm. he's got a horrible home life and he's obviously a bit fucked up in the head as well. Um, you've got Gordy, whose brother died and his parents fucking ignore him and wish he was dead and he's got no self-confidence. And that's well Wheaton, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. for well, actually, Kyle, who's not here to talk about his uh, favourite Will Wheaton role, which is in uh, Big Bang Theory. 
I know. I was waiting. I knew there was going to be blows of Big Bang chat tonight if Kyle was here, so I'm glad we've skipped that. Um, and then the other one, Chris, obviously he suffers for coming for like the scummy family, and even though he's not actually a bad kid, he's sort of labelled with that anyway. So they're all, they're all pals because they're sort of outcasts and they all misbehave because they've got shitty home lives, and they do a good job at the end of sort of telling you that three out of the four of them actually turn out in a nice mm. adult, and the one that had the particularly traumatic background ended up in prison and fucked a wee bit. So I think they're meant to come across annoying little dicks, but I think you're also supposed to look at why they're like that. Oh, no, I get that. Like, it's, oh, it is made very clear about troublesome upbringings and stuff like that. Like, their family and their backgrounds mentioned quite a lot throughout the film. But uh, I just kind of struggled to... And I know you're, you're maybe not supposed to take a liking to them, but I don't know, I, I just I just didn't like any of them at all. Like even when Chris was crying about the, the milk money and all that? I, I honestly didn't care at all. And the, I, I actually wish that they got hit with the train halfway through the film. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a satisfying ending. <laughs> it's, it's just a weird film. I, I don't know, because as, as I said, I had it in my head that I absolutely hated it. Uh, it, it's not a bad film with that, obviously, but I just find the characters really, really irritating. Uh, it's just something about we annoying we like guys like that. I just absolutely cannot stand it. Uh, but uh, this is a really weird film for me. I don't know. I'm not, I'm kind of on the fence with it. First time watch, Bonzi. What's your think? I can sort of see where Sean's coming from. To be fair. Um, just because, like, it was a really simple story, obviously, but you get to the end, and then to me, it's more about the relationship, obviously, between all the wee guys. And there's not like trying to find the dead body. It's not as if the, the, the reason for them going on the trip is nothing to do with the film, really. It's more just an excuse to get them away together. Obviously, they meet yeah. the older gang and all that kind of stuff, but I would say that the. Actor, I don't know what the actor's name was, but the one that was Chris, the sort of the main character's best pal, he was like my favourite. I thought out of the out of them all. Oh, he's um, brilliant. So that's um, before you move on. That's Zever Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix's wee brother who died. Oh, right, okay. When did it? Uh, From was, us, at the, was it the Viper Lounge in LA? He died at a speedball overdose, which I believe was a mixture of like cocaine and heroin injected or something like that. So I pretty fucking insane. So I, but I was very young. He was must have been early twenties or something. Aye, right. So, there you go. Well, that's so, right. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. Um, I get. I wasn't like edge of my seat stuff, obviously, but it wasn't as if I was kind of switching off or whatever during the film. And I thought like his the the relationship between him and the main character. I thought it just sort of showed obviously how he's coming from like a a family that's maybe scum basically. And then you've got the main character who's obviously just not the favourite child and his family seems as if they're a bit more, I don't know, upper, I don't know if you'd say they were more like upper class or if, if that was just maybe me, but they seem sort of more that kind of idea. And I think it was good at showing the relationship between those two. Um, yep. I did think that the the juvenile jokes and that about like, it was already, parts of it just kept on being a bit too much. Like obviously they were all just going on about each other's mum or, mum or that all the time basically um and then 
I thought like there was there was bits which helped in terms of how it was like when they go into the story about the made up story about the pie eating contest and stuff like that. It was ridiculous, but it was a bit amusing. Um, Morgan, by the way, see that that <laughs> I that is absolutely vile. I hate stuff like that. You just hate because like if somebody spews it, makes you want to spew strong or ah, I just I just it was just disgusting. I'm so <laughs> that. I think in terms of film, it just didn't it didn't do that to me. But I could understand maybe if somebody just sees she just did not being... and like that. It just it's horrible. And then... <laughs> so do you are you do you not like watching people do like eating challenges and stuff? Nah, I hate watching. And I I say it to Laurie all the time. So like we could be sitting in the living room and we're eating dinner or that, and we've got the telly on. And I can just see at the corner of my eye, I'm thinking, she's looking at me. And I thought, why are you looking at me? And she's like, I'm more just turned my head. And I, I just hate folk looking at me when I'm eating. And I hate hearing people eating and looking at people eating. Next time you're at the girl, I was just going to stare at you now, Sean. <laughs> you're not going to be able to eat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just stare deep into your soul. <laughs> Which actually quite funny is that, like, Every year, me and my cousin would go to a caravan with my gran and my granda. And my gran would always, obviously, bring my granddad's dinner. And me and Daniel would just, like, just sit and just stare at him as he would eat it. And he used to go fucking mental. He would just, you stop fucking looking at me. He used to go, and he used to find it the funniest thing in the world. Whereas now, I can understand why it was so annoying. These two wee fucking assholes just staring at him while he's eating. He's, like, jamming an egg or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Sean, it sounds so stressful to be you. Like <laughs> the idea that you've got to constantly worry about whether someone's looking at you or not when you're eating. Like that's just another level for me, man. No, no, I, I don't worry about it or that because I like don't. So very often I go out and eat in other people's company, and like I don't go out with exactly. like house for dinner or stuff. But. Uh, I just, I don't know, I just don't like the sound of people chewing on their food. People chewing on their food is another one that's absolutely vile. Uh, uh, we kind of went on to a different, different kind of topic here. Uh, you were talking about the, the pie eating contest, Bonzo. <laughs> that's not really hard. The only thing I was going to add as well is that I thought the music was good as well. I like yeah. that, but mm-hmm. fit, fit, fit you perfectly. But yeah, that's all I think I've really got for it. But I think I'm higher higher than Sean. But I'd be surprised if either of you say that it was something that was it was class. Um, but I, I assumed it was I assumed it was your pick. To be fair, Daniel. So I'm actually pleasantly surprised now that it's one of Kel's picks, considering some of the guff that we've had to watch with him as well, which I'll save everyone his picks probably. Aye, too. We don't even have a score for Kyle. Uh, let me message him now and see if he can send us a score. I know. He's the one that's usually on one of our cases if we can't make it from a viewer, so he's not even bothered to send us in. I know. Uh, you tell us what you think, Hunter, because I'm assuming you watched this when you were younger as well. I did, but I, you know, I wasn't, I don't remember kind of watching it like at the time when I was maybe the same age as the guys in the film. I, when, I, when I watched it younger, I mean, probably within the last 10 years was like my first time watch for this and I don't know what it is I just kind of had a stigma of like not that I thought Stephen King stories were scary but I just I didn't have an interest in them uh, but I mean I was going back kind of obviously I was doing my a wee bit of trivia research I was doing for this and am I right to think it is Misery of Stephen King 
book. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that came up in this, and again, I don't want this to be slating Stand By Me at all, but he had thought, I, I don't obviously, like, if it was made after, that's maybe why, but he said obviously it was his best adaptation of any of his work at the time when yeah. Stand By Me came out, but I do think it has comfortably been trumped by Misery in my books anyway. So I think we mentioned this last week with another Stephen King way the Green Mile. That oh, that's I, 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 I can put I it before the Green Mile came out, he said this was the most, like... I the tweeted yeah, the, the story thing, yeah. It's exactly, like the, it's exactly like the story. But it's only a short story. It's not like a full novel. It's a bit like Shawshank. It's like, mm-hmm. what are their books? So they're worth... But aye, it's exactly the same as the book. It's, like, spot-on accurate. Like, yeah, that's why I like it so much. And again, kind of similar to what you were touching on before, there is something relatable in these characters, even though the, I think it's maybe a, a maturity thing in us that we find them annoying wee dicks now, but when you think back, I mean, there's a, I don't know if it was, was it this film or another one that talks about, like, the friends you had when you are 13 years old, is it this, or is it That's yeah, this. and it's like, you read it back when you're that age, you think they're going to all be your best friends for the rest of your days and whatever and you think, oh, nothing about it, and then kind of you get to the end of high school and everyone kind of Splits up on whatever kind of life moves on and whatever, and it's just that you do think back then that that's it. This is this you've got to be in the return. So you just whatever like the real world seems so far away. But when you look back, it's just came in so fast. Like the, we were thinking what twenty plus year ago we were that age, and it just mm-hmm. seems to have went by so fast. But with regards to the film, again, it's as as you've said, Bumsy, the soundtrack is amazing. Uh, it's, I mean, it's obviously we've touched on the acting performances. River Phoenix is good, Kiefer Sutherland's good, and the only thing that kind of irks me slightly with this is Will Wheaton's character going from being crying and upset on that tree stump about his dad to then pulling a gun like in the space of a couple of minutes later. Like, we could pull that gun out on Kiefer Sutherland, like. That kind of seemed a bit, you kind of, that the kind of, as I said, it up me a wee bit, but again, it's, I mean, there's no many uh, sort of things out there that maybe sort of capture that moment for someone that age. Again, it's quite hard to tell a story, I think, and not for it to then be appreciated, maybe to the full extent that what somebody would when we get to this age, but again, it's not fault in the film at all. Again, is that maybe the older we get, the more unrelatable or annoying, maybe it's probably more of a word that these, that these guys can get, because A, if you're a work person once, but as you said, you think what we the wee guys that's hanging about a shop or pelting eggs off Wendy's and all that, carry on, which, uh, I've, I've, done. I've, oh, which I've done anyway. Aye, that was me thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ah, yes, you're, you're right, yes. I, def- I watched this at the right age for it, I think, initially. Um, and I've definitely got a right soft spot for this film. It just, I don't know, there's something that hits home with me the way about it, I think. They're just like troubled wee kids. And when I think back, I do think that the best times were when you were just out and about as a wee guy. Like, you were sent out, but you would go. Like, I mean, when we were, like, young, maybe about 12, 13, me and Neely and that used to go up to Bell's Dyke Hospital and break in and like fucking go about all the corridors and all that. And that was the type of shit that was so exciting when you were wee. You'll never get that back like that. No. My mom worked there. Do that again. 
Bam all worked there. Probably at the time you were breaking in and running about the corridors. <laughs> no, it was abandoned. It was abandoned at this point, like totally abandoned. Um, and we found like old medical files and all that. It was fucking scary as shit. Like, um, but your imagination's pretty fucking everything at that age. And mm-hmm. you, you, it's your first taste to like the old freedom. And you're just, you've not got much freedom. You're just going to like the other parts of your own wee village. But it feels like you've got freedom to do what the fuck you want. And I think this does a really great job of showing that part of a kid's life. Um, all the wee guys have all got their own wee individual things going on that the challenges have sort of got to overcome when they go through it. Like the wee fat guy whose name I forget, is he Bern? Aye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fully enough, the actor who plays him, we should look, look him up, I'll get his name in a minute. He grew up to be a big handsome bastard. Uh, he's in loads of stuff. Uh, he's still acting now. But his whole arc was that he was basically being bullied by the wee specky guy the whole mm-hmm. time. And by the end, he got on top of him and he he won the fight, essentially, right? When they had that big sort of scrap and the wee, uh, Gordy told him to shut up. Gordy, did they believe in himself all the way through? Because his family are fucking shit to him. So he was the one that stood up and stopped everybody. And Chris ended up going to college. He fucking stopped being so down on himself. And the wee boy... Unfortunately, with the glasses, Corey Feldman maybe didn't quite get his arc, but he apologised at the end. Basically, he was like, no hard feelings. And he was really stubborn all the way through it. I don't know. I just think it tells a lovely wee story. Uh, it's got... There's scenes in this that I've always remembered as a kid, like the leeches. Is, mm-hmm. It always stands out. And then the bit in the train sacks, obviously, and when they find the body and the gun and all that, getting chased by the dog. There's all these wee like bits of, sort of action happen tiny bits filled in by the rest of it. it's just their wee relationship with each other i think it's a lovely wee film that does a really good job of doing what it's supposed to do did you notice who the narrator slash the grown-up version of gordy was no 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 he was uh it's i'm sure it's richard zafis who's the guy for jaws the one with the beard for jaws like the main guy Mm-hmm. Oh, aye. So, is so he I, playing him like as uh, he's the guy that plays the grown up version as well as no just the narrator? Yeah, so the guy who's the narrator is the grown up version oh. of Will Wheaton. Um, and I, so it's coming from his perspective, the story. But right. I, I guess good. I think we've been a bit, I, was, I, was, I wanted a wee bit more excitement about it. I'll go, I think I'm going too much of a high after everyone liked to bleed mile. I forget that this place is designed for shitting on things that I like. So, bring me back, <laughs> back to the earth a bit. Uh, let me see if Kyle sends a score. But while I'm waiting on Kyle sending me a score, which I don't think he will, it sounds like he's in his deathbed, man. Well, uh, you, like some trivia? you can give me some trivia, then we'll do some uh, Cody Feldman tales from the Hollywood pedophile thing. Yes, I can do. <laughs> yep. So, um, I did the. Aye, so the one here. So Kiefer Sutherland claimed in an interview that in one of the locations of the film, a Renaissance fair was being held, and the casting crew attended and bought some cookies. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which way your head lies, the cookies turned out to be laced with pot. And two hours later, they found Jerry O'Connell high and crying somewhere in a park. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Corey Feldman has stated that in several interviews that all of the characters he's played, Teddy was actually the closest to his personality and personal life at the time, 
again, we'll maybe touch on why. Yeah. He was such an angry and depressed young man at that point in his life. Uh, to keep in character while off camera, Kiefer Sutherland often picked on Will Heaton, River Phoenix, and Tommy Feldman and Jerry <laughs> Connell. That's fun. So the £2.37 the boys have to buy supplies prior to the journey, which in 1959, so in December 2021, inflation, that was $22.53. So I was thinking to myself, they've got a fucking lot there for fucking only having less than $3 there. Fubo it was reading the comment, it's like, oh, we're skint at the start, and, I'm, and then they're going into this shop and buying a skid of things. I'm thinking, what is going on? Obviously, then they realised that maybe maybe they were just thinking that they were all going to bring their pocket money, and then it was obviously very little, but they've got a fucking <laughs> fortune there. I, I also found um, half a pound of ham a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> snacks for the lads, half a pound of ham, doesn't it? Wouldn't it? If somebody came back with that, I'd be fuming. <laughs> but uh, aye, Cody Feldman. So, firstly, by the way, right? See, when you think about blockbuster superstars of like the 80s and 90s, Cody Feldman did The Goonies, Friday the 13th, Gremlins, Stand By Me, and The Vampire One. Uh, Lost Boys, mm-hmm. all in the space of like five years, fucking mentally. Like he was in so many massive movies just as a kid. But um, I, I think a lot of these child stars all go to fuck. Like we mentioned, Zimmer Phoenix died young mm-hmm. of a overdose, and Cody Feldman's still kicking about now. But there's always new crazy shit coming out about Cody Feldman and stuff that's happened in his life. So he was, it's not was needed for today. So. He got, he was the first to, you know how Macaulay Culkin essentially like divorced his parents or got himself separated from his parents so he could get his money. Corey Feldman was the first sort of kid to do that. Right. And so he'd been in all these movies before he was 15. He'd made like millions of dollars and he got the rights to his own bank accounts and got away from his parents. And there was only $40,000 left. They'd just been spending all his money. And then apparently he came out, I think his parents abused him, or his mum abused him um, as he was a kid. And then recently, well, in the last sort of 10 years or so, he's come out and said that he was abused by, like, Hollywood agents um, and, like, people behind the scenes. And he, he sort of used code names for people and all that, right? But the most outrageous one is, so there was another child actor called Corey Haim who died... How long ago did he die? About five years ago or something like that? Oh, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't all that long ago. Point, he, was like, he was in like Help hiding him. for years, eh? Like, he was the, like, no hiding, but they'd be, for, he was there about for years. I think there was a song that came out years ago. It was like, whatever happened to Corey Haim, and that was like 20 years ago. So he was like living as a recluse for fucking years. I think he was on the drugs or that. Um, and once you hear this story, you'll know be surprised why. So according to Corey Feldman, uh, on the set of a film, which I, I forget, right? But they were both in it. So both the Corys were in it, uh, and this other person was in it, right? And apparently, uh, Charlie Sheen shagged a child, Corey Haim. Uh, and it's oh, been covered up mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely insane. So, obviously, Charlie Sheen's just came out and denied it, but I don't know, like, where does that go? And then, 
now Corey Feldman's had been in, involved in the Michael Jackson thing as well. So I don't know if you know, he was like Michael Jackson's pal. I stayed over at Michael Jackson's house and all that. But apparently, according to him, Michael Jackson didn't do anything bad. So there's a done doing the crazy life of Corey Feldman. I think he just feels uh, bad that he got a knockback from Michael Jackson. Is that with us? Maybe. <laughs> but he did say about his time with Michael Jackson is that once he sat him down and showed him a book of penises with various venereal diseases which seems like a strange activity <laughs> yes just thought of uh, maybe various venereal diseases can be a good name for the podcast I was having an idea how many Stephen King films do you think we've done now we must have done at least five or six now so we've done The Green Mile we've done this Misery. Misery. Is Shawshank one too? Shawshank, Pet Cemetery. Uh, Fucking done loads. I might start doing wee countdowns on Instagram of like the best of each category. So like our top. Ah, like if I've got like a five, like either like a Stephen King or a film with like an actor that we've maybe done five of, like things like that. Aye. The Shining as well. The Shining as well, aye. We've done tons of them. But to be fair, we're, we're now moving into a world where almost everything's becoming Stephen King again. Like, it's spoke of that out of ideas, so all of his stuff's just getting turned into films and books, uh, films and TV shows again. That, um, did any of you watch that Mr. Hannigan's Phone on Netflix? No. No. Don't no. Shit. It's based on a really... It's based on probably the worst Stephen King short story. It's like really bad. They're just sort of using anything that they can now. Any more we want to talk about before we go to scores? Anything pressing in? We've got any off-topic trivia questions? Or even... We've not had any questions in from the listeners in a while. We're ready to get some... I know. We're doing a lot of things out loud here. I'll get back on to the weekly questions. Um, That's for next week. We'll see if we can get something in for next week. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Bonzi, you give me your score first. Oh, um, I'm going to go with a three. A three? Uh, I just said it off the cuff. I've just got Kyle's scores, by the way, so I'll give you Kyle's score. Okay. Um, he's given Stand By Me a two, which is disappointing for me. Hunter? I'll go for a 3.5. Sean? Uh, I'm going for a three. Uh, as I said, like, I don't really... It's not a bad film or anything like that. So I'm... I was going to say I'll go halfway, but that's 2.5. But I think it's better than 2.5, so I'll go a three. <laughs> Not that there's any actual scale from judging and scoring these films, but uh, oh, we've got a scale that goes from zero to five. <laughs> no, but there's nothing that to, to me like like if you ask me why are you giving that a three over a two point five, I couldn't give you a coherent answer. Oh no, um, it's not like we've been we've done it 150 plus times. I know. Um, the thing is, people just need to understand that we are not analysing and critiquing these films. How they are normally judged, like in Oscar standards or whatever. We have given you our enjoyment score, so please stop getting your knickers in a fucking twist, people. Oh, 
Keep getting, keep getting knickers on a twist. Also, please get your, keep getting your knickers on a twist so we can get some numbers up. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to finish this off by giving it a four. I think it's good. Nice. What does that, what does that give us, Burnsy? That's a 3.1. That's better than I thought. I was worried at Stop. one point that this was going to be a disaster. <laughs> Um, I was expecting you to get a five or something. No, see, I, I, I felt, I think the way I was talking about it, I thought you were going to think I was going to give it a five. It's just, I can appreciate that I like it a lot more than it is good, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> my, I, it's a five for me, nostalgia-wise, but compared to what we've watched, it's a force fair, I think. And that's I mean, that's what the whole point of the film is, essentially, is like a nostalgia, looking back at that boy, come the end. Will Wheaton's Gordy kind of look, is it Gordy? Is that Will Wheaton's character? Like he, him looking back on his life when his kids are that age, that's it. I mean, that's the whole point of the film. And uh, well, one of the themes of the film is that I mean, uh, we are now at that age where everything the nostalgic feels for everything that kind of takes you back. Aye, well, I'm at the age now where my daughter's pretty much the same age as these kids were in this film, uh, which is wild. And now, most of the time, they just Talk on their phones, then they go on adventures. I know they, they go certain like, I mean, that's it. That, that day we used to kind of walk like there's a railway, you used to go through like Main Street up to tell a buddy you'd walk that. That's where you get find the bushes. That's you used to go go find a fucking a porno in a bush. You didn't get that. The, the way you still go do that. Do. <laughs> I don't think kids find pornos in bushes anymore. Although, <laughs> I also don't think you get paper based porn anymore, do you? Who's buying magazine porn? I'm more concerned about who is the guy that's gone and buying one and hitting a wank in the bush in the first place. <laughs> I'm more concerned that as a youngster, you would have no issues picking that up. I know. I know. That's the worst. Four pages stuck together, somebody's picking it up. Uh, you're trying to prize them apart, licking your <laughs> on that, the page. That must have been a good page. <laughs> <laughs> There's kids finding like iPads filled with porn in the bushes and that now. There's no paper based. <laughs> just an iPad already logged into Pornhub, but just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. with, with a smudged gooey screen. <laughs> kids, kids now don't understand the, the troubles you'd have to go through to see porn when you were younger. Like, did ever, is that, this might be a story just for me, but I've, I've got a funny feeling that. It, applies to more, a lot of kids is you knew that your dad had a porno VHS somewhere no no, no. I remember when we were younger we must have been a wee bit older than the kids in this but one of my mates used to like come out like, so we'd kind of go like underage drinking like a Friday night and he used to come out and he'd have the synopsis do you remember he used to get like a softcore movie on channel Aye, Aye, he'd, he'd, get, he'd come out and be like, oh, you can watch on the night, and he'd give you like a rundown, his score, and what it was scored. That, he used to like, Kingsborough scored at a five in the papers, they were like, it stars. He would give the paper score and then his score based on previous viewing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to go and sneak and find, my dad had a whole plethora of different fucking forms, like just on blank VHSs. It was a fucking excitement to sneak in and no, no get caught that knowing what I was doing 
and it all came about. Like, wind it back if you'd ever had a, a view of it. Like, <laughs> oh, that, this was all in my mind. Get it back yeah. to where it was. Is that as if anyone's memorizing where they were in the porn store? There, when you said that, I, I like obviously we people well some folk will be like what's even a tape but it didn't even i until you said that even didn't even cross my mind obviously you would have to like if you put a tape in that it would obviously start where it was that just obviously completely went out of my mind because it's that long ago since we used them exactly the, the weird thing is that if you really think about it when i put it on i'm starting wanking where my dad's finished wanking <laughs> <laughs> that is vile <laughs> We've we, we are really scraping the barrel now with this. Eh? <laughs> Kyle, something like a Kyle phone to come in this fucking fucking hell. That might be the worst thing I've ever said. I mean, like some, some first time listener gone, like just he's at his work having a hard day and all that. Do you know, I've been through like Joe Rogan pod, and I'm writing my films. Let me find a film review podcast. If comes across us. 30 minutes into it, I start wanking at this point, point where my dad stopped. It's just... They'll be folk thinking too, like, there must be something really good after they give all the scoring if they're still talking. Really important for the following episodes. Oh, that's good. Another 10 minutes after the scoring. Oh, this will be good. Just some more in-depth film analysis. <laughs> no. Photos in a bush, Just derails. Oh. Uh... We should probably end it there. Oh. I don't think there's anything more we can add on top of that. I think you're going to top it. Uh, right, I'll catch you next time, guys. Right, see you later. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Up here, you morons. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron. Hey, moron. Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.